Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts powered by the Garage Door Sports Network and sponsored by J&J Creations. We're going to recap the, the Women's Champions League today and uh, chat some quick stories. A quick scheduling note as well. The land acknowledgement has been moved into our break section as per the request of GDS Network. Uh, we still acknowledge the land we are on and are grateful and respect to our original caretakers. Uh, we will catch you after this. Page, let's kick this starting 11 into gear. Okay, oh yesterday's boy. final, uh, Lyon won 3 1 over Barcelona. Barcelona's, I think, second loss of the season, yeah. Um, overall, 3 1. Um, what'd you make of the final? I mean, we both got it wrong. We did, it was not the final I was expecting. I mean, I, I think Lyon played outstanding I think they totally outplayed Barcelona Barcelona just didn't look like Barcelona you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I was a little bit disappointed I thought it would be I wanted more of a game you know but I mean Lyon comes out and scores a banger first goal and then they're what up three nil in the first it was three one at halftime oh yeah three nil yeah in the first 25 30 minutes or something like that let's see yeah double check the goals but yeah um so I mean I was a little bit disappointed on that I mean I never counted Barcelona out but in the second half they just didn't have enough steam to like they it was good they got one before halftime but in the second half they couldn't you know I don't know they just didn't look sharp we were like maybe they're just not used to defending because they don't have to defend at all when they play in their league I don't know (laughs) well no like I mean their track record this season is they go down one nil or two nil at halftime and they come back and score six the difference right. this season is, well, this game in particular is you're playing Lyon, who, in my opinion, managed the game very, very well from 40 minutes on. I agree. Like, it just seemed like uh, the the veteran players weren't making any mistakes. Like, you bring in players and mm-hmm. you, what happened? They, they lost the Carpenter, Brigham, Buchanan, obviously an injury, but you're like, they had class coming off the bench. Oh yeah, they've got a deep bench for sure. That's but, unfortunate for Carpenter. Oh, looks yeah. so bad. Yeah. Did they, they re- put out a report saying what her injury is? To me, it looked like a knee, like a ACL. But no, I didn't see that report. I'm gonna see if they have anything. Sure. Else. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what my biggest issue with that game was. It. Mm-hmm. I think Sonia Bompaster outcoached uh, Geraldus Cotes. By far. Yeah. By far. The minute the game started, Lyon was like, hold on. All the press has been about Barcelona. Now Barcelona has been the best team in the last year and a half, blah, blah, blah. And Lyon's like, I hope you guys remember. We had a rough year last year, but we're still the best team. And yeah. I think you and I did. They proved it. Oh, by far. And you and I both talked about how Barcelona is the best team in the world. But I think you look at Lyon and there you go. Yeah. It was just a coaching thing. She, uh Sonia had her had her team properly lined up like I know we're not huge rent venue Wendy Renard fans but she didn't make a mistake and in fact no, she, she was good in the game she was yeah. 
And the fact that like, I'm actually disappointed with Jenny not being able to stretch her out and, and, and stick to her, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just didn't seem like they were moving up front. Um, Well, like, it felt like they were late to things and they'd get the ball and then uh, Leon would come in and like steal it right away. Like they weren't being able to keep the ball and play the way that they, I mean, the Barcelona way, you know, they couldn't just pass and dribble around them. And I think Leon just had too much quality and like you said kind of just proved it prove why they're the best yeah like I mean it's a classic Barcelona thing where the possessions are thing they're making their sweet passes very nice passes don't get me wrong but the minute you get into the final third you know you you told me this yesterday but the box penetration from Leon was much better than the Mm -hmm. box penetration from Barcelona simple as that I agree and it like when you watch the the replay of the goals you'll see like um Barcelona is doing like a ton of just ball watching like back post is open that's how Mercario scored the third it was the second or the third goal right right back post wide open walks it into the net but you look at you look at where the the second the second and third goal from Leon came in it came from the left side being weak like I thought Walpo was one of the worst players for Barcelona all game Mm -hmm. slow unfortunately uh one when, when they were in an attacking position there was no movement um yeah and i told I you that i think the biggest thing you know obviously comes down to coaching but i also said to you there's a huge gap coming off the left i mean aside from Henri's goal which was just beautiful as it is right oh, Every, everything just kept like coming all the year well i i would argue that that real madrid barcelona series uh, there was a couple of True. crackers in those ones. So, I mean, Kaylin Kyle kept saying it was the best goal she's seen all year. And I was like, I, I think you missed like two or three goals in that, in that time. But you, I mean, this one's a good one too. It's like, the final, right? Like you remember the Bale yeah. final overhead kick. You yeah. remember the big goals at the big times. And I think Leon got that. But back to the, the defensive issue, everyone kept going to ball side at one point and watching the ball, like you said, and leaving the entire left side open when like you have Cascarino, who to me is one of the best one-on-one attacking yeah. players and then uh, Anna Hagerberg who how happy were you to see her first of all but running into all these yeah. gaps and it didn't look good no and I, we watched it some of the girls from my team came over and watched it and we're sitting there and I'm like this is how they defended Barcelona I can play for Barcelona like I can defend that <laughs> way you know what I mean we were just like you're supposed to be some of the best players in the world and they're like just defensively they didn't look great for me and then no. I think attacking wise they just didn't have like the fuel going forward like they didn't have the little extra something that was going to get them those goals well, after after they went down 3-0 you're right and like Puteus did what she could but come on like you need more from Henson you needed a lot more from Jenny um I was even like, on call- the goal, like uh, sorry no no I was just saying I was calling for Mertens the whole game and you're like well she's in and I was like wait what when right yeah. like that just tells you where everybody was it's exactly what they did to Chelsea last year mm-hmm. where Chelsea I think it came down to coaching I think Emma Hayes got out coached and that's what caused yeah. Chelsea to lose last year same thing happened this well, year well I think like even even on the goal even on Barcelona's goal like I think Buchanan slips and I would argue if she doesn't slip maybe she blocks that she gets in the way of it you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. like even on those like they didn't create much I would say that that goal was like it was a well-worked goal, but at the end of the day, like if Buchanan doesn't slip there, maybe she blocks that, cuts that out, and that's not a goal. So mm-hmm. I just don't think they created enough, you know, anything special going forward to 
to win that game, especially mm. after having gone down 3-0. No, and I mean, their best player, obviously, Buteos is good, but their best player was Oshiola yeah. coming off the bench. Yeah, I agree. Half-time. But she was like, offside half the time. Well, because she tried to go into gaps and everything. And I mean, again, kudos to Buchanan and, and, and Renard there for pushing the line when they had to do it. But the only person running all game for Barcelona, aside from their captain, was Oshiala. Mm-hmm. To me, I agree. like that's the player I remember all game. And that's t- saying something yeah. with a team that's that packed. It was just a disappointing final. I agree, because you want those, like, you know, those spicy Real Madrid comeback finals or the, like, um, like on the men's side, Real Madrid, Real Madrid coming back. Like, you know, the in the semifinal. Like, things like that where it's, like, really exciting and, yeah, you know, like a, a good game. And it's just, for me, it wasn't a good game. I think some of the games leading up to the final were, good, were really good games. But mm-hmm. um, I just, this one I was a little bit disappointed in, but. Very disappointing. It just... I think at 2-0, I'm like, okay, this is still Barcelona comeback territory. And then I think when the third goal went in, the whole stadium was like, ah, crap. Because now you're not going to... and most of the stadium was a Barca fan, so... Oh, for sure, for sure. But you're not going to come back against a team that... Sorry, they were very responsible. I agree. And then the fact that Eugenie Lossomer was on the bench and came in, I was like, oh, like, I mean, you keep, you keep forgetting how good this team is. But even like Buchanan was on the bench and like, they have such a good bench. That question mark, that's a massive thing. I didn't understand. I was a little bit, when I saw the lineups, I was like, huh, I wonder why Buchanan's not starting. Cause I think she's had a great season. Better than last year. Yeah. Like they all did. I think the whole team. But I mean, it just shows you how much competition's in that in that team as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, the the commentators were talking about how Buchanan couldn't get it, even though she had great starts. Um, but hey, I mean, it's it's good when you have a big squad like that. So I guess the question yeah. becomes: Is are Barcelona still the better team across Europe, or is it is it still Lyon, even though last year was an anomaly? You know what? I think Leon proved themselves this year, obviously. Like, they just dominated that game. I think they've, they've had a good league run as well. Obviously, their biggest competitors being only PSG in that league. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think Leon's really, like, proven themselves and that last year may have just been, like, a fluke or coaching choices or whatever, you know? That and also having your top striker healthy. Yeah. Apparently, it does a lot. True. Well, and they had Lindsay Horan as well oh, come think, in, yeah, which is like a huge, she's a big time player as well. So, I mean, that helps. And yeah, I think it's a huge win and it's exciting. What do you make of the, the whole OL Lyon and OL Reign sort of thing? The players just keep going back and forth. Like, um, Uhadi yeah, I mean, they're sister was on clubs. The, so, yeah. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. I think it helps bring quality to the NWSL. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives, those players experience playing in a different type of football as well yeah. maybe a more physical style of play versus yeah. like France football is a little bit more technical so I think it's it's I think it's a good thing to be able to have players go back and forth from North America and to Europe but I find like a lot of them when they go over to North America they have a hard time like keeping up with the maybe the pace of the game because it's just like those NWSL players are just pure athletes you know like they're mm-hmm. big they're strong they're fast they 
so it's nice to have also the European girls come in and, and be a little bit more technical and, and help improve that side of the game as well over in the mm-hmm. end of So I think it's a good thing. I think it's kind of interesting and I think mm-hmm. it gives the players more experience as well. And it gives them like a, a, a lane they can go play in Europe or they can go play in um, uh, United States as well. So. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you can see that, like we see a lot of very good American players go over to Europe and you go, uh, mm-hmm. the technical side's a little shy here. But they're fast. Yeah. They know where to be. But oh, yeah. The they're athletes. Is, yeah. And that's just a huge difference between them. But, yeah, no, it's quite interesting. They can they can swap back and forth. I mean, it's like if well, you – Well, I think it's good because if you want to, like, improve the quality of the league in the NWSL, like, in terms of, um, like, the, it being technical, you, you need – to have an easy way for those more technical players to want to go over there and to get to go over there. Yeah. You know, cause it can be difficult to get into the NWSL. So yeah. I think it's like, I think it's good. They're trying to develop both leagues, you know? So I think that's a good thing yeah. and it's good. I mean, we need more clubs like that, that have like partnerships with clubs in North America. Cause you just it, like, if we want football to grow in North America, we need more of the European mindset and style and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lifestyle per se of course yeah especially you see how many great canadian athletes are out in in europe and successful mm-hmm. in europe and you're kind of hoping yeah. like they have the opportunity to play like a i mean vanessa's in in north america now right so like LA. you see yeah. yeah you see her game a little different than it was when she was with bordeaux um right so. exactly yeah yeah so yeah that's interesting yeah. Any any other thoughts on the the final itself? Um, player of the game for you? Um, I think Omri. I think she did a lot of work in, uh, like not only scoring a goal, but like also behind the scenes. She did a lot of defensive work. She was all over the field. She was winning battles and stuff like that. I think for me, she's. Should be my player of the game. What about you? I think I'd agree. Um, just because that goal is just where that goal that was. That goal was unreal too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think if I'm gonna pick a Barcelona player of the game, because you know, let's even it out a little, it's it's Oshio. Mm-hmm. It is like the only yeah. reason I even knew Barcelona was alive in the second half was because of number 20. But Henri well, I think it's important to also have like subs. Sorry. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's important also to have subs that come out and make a difference. Like, that's what you need. You need mm-hmm. someone who can come out and give life to the game, like you said. And I think she did that. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. But congratulations to, we... to Neil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big. That's a big one. And what's that? Eight now? Eight and that 11. Eight? What? Eight championships and 11. Is it eight? Yeah. I think it's eight. That's wild. That's unreal. <laughs> but all right, should we switch to some Europa League? Sure. Europa League. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> um, We've missed out on that. <laughs> we have. Uh, good tie. It was a very good game. It was back and forth for mm-hmm. a very long time. I thought uh, Kevin Trapp was the best player on the pitch for Frankfurt. Um, but Rangers, I like what Rangers are doing with that team. I, I want to see them next year in yeah. Europe as a top four competitor in Europa or Champions League or whatever the hell they get into. But they looked good. 
both teams looked yeah. good. Defensively good, yeah. offensively good. That's the kind of final we're talking about. Like a good competitive, like, yeah, you know, goes to penalties or whatever. You know, you don't always want it to go to penalties, but like, you know, for me that it's like shows that both teams are in it and trying to score goals at least, you know. <laughs> uh, Aaron Ramsey in a penalty shootout. Yeah, okay. never. No, but you're right though. It was it was big save, big shots, mm-hmm. big movements by both sides. And you're like, okay, like I'm at the edge of my seat and I don't even care about who wins right now. Right. And I think that's what you kind of wanted from a final. But we always say this. There's like when certain big finals come up, you don't get the matchup that you want. You don't get the match that you get out of it. Right. I don't think we've had a good Champions League final on both sides where you go, okay, all right, it's done after 40 yeah. minutes, you know, yeah. I, or, or it's boring as hell. Like I think of the, the Juve Milan from the early 2000s or the Liverpool right. Spurs game from a couple of years ago. It was boring as hell because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. no one wants to make a mistake. But this one, everyone's like, well, screw it. It's a final. We lose one nothing or we lose three nil. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. So no, yeah, lose. I agree. And I, I yeah, that's, it's, that's a problem. Like you said, with some finals, it's like, nobody wants to make a mistake. So both teams end up just sitting off and hoping the other team makes a mistake, you know, yeah. and then it becomes less competitive. So, and then you don't see it kick into gear until it's like one zero. And then the other team has to now try and produce. So. Then it becomes more exciting. Yeah. Let's just start so. the game exciting, you know? Yeah, I agree. No, it's a good one. It was a good match. So reminder that the conference league final is on the 25th of may and then the champions league final is on the 28th of may yeah some exciting games in the next week this Mm -hmm. week Mm -hmm. it's gonna be good should we take a quick break let's do that all right we'll catch you in a sec after finding the remains of 215 children at the former kamloops indian residential school touchline thoughts would like to take a few moments to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love to the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples who through the history of Canada have undeservingly lost their lands and lost their voices in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one of them now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and which the region of Peel operates is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, the Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee, the Ojibwe, Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to its first inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the City of Toronto resides as a traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by the Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin, Anishinaabek territory, 
They are the past and present caretakers of the waterways and the land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present in this territory. Now, back to your Touchline Thoughts episode. All right, welcome back. Um, we're going to do some off the bench, um, some major stories taking place in the world of football today. Um, first major story, Kylian Mbappe staying in Paris after signing a massive, huge, gigantuan deal with PSG. Manchester City teammates Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden have won the EPL Player of the Year and the PFA Player of the Year, respectively. Uh, a beautiful moment between Real Madrid and Real Betis. Um, both teams gave each other the guard of honor for winning the La Liga and Copa del Rey, respectively. After many years in partnership, EA Sports and FIFA are now parting ways after the Women's World Cup next summer. The new game title will be EA Sports FC. Woo! Um, <laughs> Everton secured their stay in the English Premier League earlier this week by virtue of points. However, the club may be in trouble regarding a potential breach in financial fair play. Leeds and Burnley threatened to take legal action against Everton over suspicions of breaching in the Premier League's financial fair play rules. Everton recorded over 370 million pounds in losses over the last three years, exceeding the 105 million the league allows over the same period. The league could deduct points and or give fines as well. Um, so both clubs below them have brought this to light, which could be very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, if it's on a technicality that... Honestly, go down <laughs> at this point. Like every other club, like, they did the closest team. I think it was like Newcastle, 40 million in losses over three years. Right. So I don't know where the 370 million pound losses are coming. I don't like, it doesn't make sense to me. If I had an answer, I wish I did, but I don't. Like, it just seems like a, a substantial amount or they're claiming more than, you know, when people do business expenses, I think it's one of those where they just overclaim. Yeah. So this happened, almost happened to one of the clubs I played at when I was in France. So mm. we, we were fighting like a relegation battle and we ended up staying, but then the club or the, the um, FFF, the French football federation, yeah. were going to um, relegate the club because of like financial issues mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I find it very interesting, but it's like, as a player at the same time, you're like, I played all the games like you know I had to fight for this club and you don't want it to go down so no of course not I mean there's so many clubs right now that are going through financial yeah. players Chelsea's there's no whole... yeah it's it's not yeah. getting solved um a bunch of other teams going into administration over the last couple of years mm -hmm. damn I mean it's part of the game it is I mean the Chelsea one's a little bit unfortunate tough. Yeah, yeah because of the you know climate of the world right now understandably but mm -hmm it's a little bit tough so yeah well, but i've heard some some rumors around that too, oh yeah so it just keeps getting solved. stopped because of yeah. whatever the old owner is doing exactly exactly yeah. but how fun would that be if Burnley and Leeds <laughs> both stay up just because everton can't That's i doubt wild. any i doubt anything will happen everton brings in money. i don't think so no. i don't think so but i mean if they get relegated to well no i guess because they would get if they get relegated it's not going to help them because they're going to lose more money so how are they even going to be able to like someone's going to have to bail them out you know yeah yeah their ownership has good money though come on you've seen the yeah. players that they've bought over the last couple of years i mean it's more important for burnley and leeds to fight it which is funny because they're both the yeah. clubs that caught it but 
as it stands, they're both fighting for relegation. Everton doesn't give a crap because they're whatever. Yeah, stay tuned, folks. We'll let you know if anything changes <laughs> as all the final games are being played today. Yeah, as we shoot. Yeah. Um. Well, anything else on the? That, I guess that does it for today. Any final thoughts from you? The Kylian Mbappe thing seems a little sketch to me. Am I the only one? Or it seems. Yeah, odd. I mean, you and I were talking about this off air too, and it's a yeah. little. Like, that's a lot of money. Well, okay, so you said to me that you think he should have gone to Real Madrid. Why yes. do you think that? If he wants to win, if he wants to play in a different culture, if he wants to play for an organization that for some reason knows how to rebuild. Um, and, and the thing is, he needs to learn that it isn't about him. And that's something I've noticed with PSG stars is that it's about the individual stars and not the club. And that's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, why they're not winning major trophies in Europe. Look at how many individual stars they have. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. But you look at what Real Madrid's doing. Well, they went through the cycle of Ronaldo and Bale at the top. They have... Modric, they have Kroos, like you see what Benzema is doing, you see Vinicius Jr. Like the list can go on. Rodrigo, like everyone's found a role on this team and they know Mm -hmm. how to play. PSG, Mm -hmm. it's just tell me a player on that team that scares you in a final. Yeah, obviously Mbappe and whatnot, but like you look at the way that everyone on that team's slacking. Right. I would take my chances against PSG. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Hell, I think United can beat them in it. No, I'm kidding. I don't think they can. Um, it's not going that far. United has no, been horrible. But like to me, it's like if I isolate Neymar in a game or I isolate Messi in a game, what else is right. PSG going to do for me? This isn't the French right. league where you're playing no Montpellier. Play. No, and this isn't like Montpellier or, or Reigns or whatever in a regular game. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing them in Europe and they can't shut them down. Yeah, what happens? I agree. I'm not, I, I think for his I development I, as a young 20-year-old, Real Madrid would have been it. And now you snubbed one of the biggest clubs in the world. And no one's going to want to deal with you in three years. So you better be ready to spend the rest of your career at PSG. I mean, maybe City will jump true. Around, but Yeah, but I don't know about the... How do you feel about him in the Premier League? Oh, he's going to get totally torched. Totally different. Yeah, torched. Yeah. He's going to have to play against like guys like Matty Cash every night or Matt Taggart, and he's going to not be able to get around them. I mean, he's right. a world-class player, so I think he should go to a different league and prove that he can play in a different league. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's only a handful of players that have been able to go through three or four leagues and show how they're dominant, like Ibramovic, Zlats, Ronaldo. Messi, I don't count Messi in that because he clearly can't play in France. At the level, yeah, he's having a hard time. Yeah, so but. I think he made a mistake. I saw a lot of tweets. Yeah, I would agree. I saw a lot of tweets where people were saying that the you know Leonardo and the president couldn't get it done, so they called in, you know, the owners and the people with the actual money, and so people were like he might have been threatened to stay and might have been threatened to do this and mm. a lot, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. then that's not good. So I hope that's yeah, not I mean, the case as to why you stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always a lot more behind the scenes that like agents and contracts and fees and blah, 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 that like you don't, they don't release or you don't hear about or like the threat threatening or whatever it may yeah. be. So, I mean, you hope that that's not the case and he had choice. 
No, of course. His salary doubles from two to four million a month. Okay, first That's of all. unreal. And he gets a signing bonus of a hundred million, whatever the currency is, after tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has his image right. He's going to make decisions on who the coach and the, the new technical director is going to be and the players coming in. That's so much power for a player that hasn't won anything substantial. Who's also very young. Yeah. So either he's going to change the scope of PSG or they're going to go down. And they're going to be... If a, I'm a, another player at the club, though, I'm pissed about that. Well, if you're Neymar, you're going to offload Neymar now. Yeah. But I'd also be pissed about the, like, being able to make decisions in the club. Like, I don't think... I do think players need power, but that's why you have your, you know, your players association and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my, uh, the person I play beside having a say on who the coach is. Well, no, who's he going to bring in? He's going to try and get Zidane. Okay, sure. But if he's not happy with Zidane in six months, cause he's not playing, is, is, is that coach going to get fired now? Because you're not playing right. well. That's what I mean. Like you have to, the team has to have some, decisions you know has to have some say mm-hmm. and I think that's important but I don't think you can give any single player a like here you get to help make the decisions oh well I'm not playing well I want that coach to leave well, uh, I don't like him that much get rid of him see I, I haven't seen that in in soccer very often with players making that Bizarre. control but like I get players that force moves out Raheem Sterling comes to mind for example Coutinho comes to right. mind like there's players have done that but the closest sure. example I can give you is in the North America in North America in the NBA with LeBron James basically running that organization. It's because he mm-hmm. knows what he apparently knows what he's doing. But at the end of the day, well, they had a shitty year, and you're telling me he can make decisions for you. I don't think a player should have that much power. Well, I'm, LeBron James has won trophies. He's, you know, he is who he is before he was doing those things like Kylian Mbappe is, hasn't won very much and is still quite young right I get that but giving a player that much it's like uh, Mino Raiola you know bless his soul rest in peace but like that's the power he had to make these changes and force these monies and blah 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 and mm-hmm. it's like, but like mm-hmm. no agent or player should have that power I agree. and I also I agree. don't think the club should have that much power either I think it should be a balance well, there's a, the board. like yeah and then you have ulterior motive at that point too you know, so I agree with you. And what if Killian comes back next year and says, I want to be, I want to be the captain now. I don't think Marquinhos is doing a good enough job. And you're like, why? Yeah. Yeah. He made I don't think mistake. he would do. I mean, I obviously don't know him, but I, I just don't think that's smart. I, I don't, I don't think he made a good decision. Yeah. I would agree with you. No. Okay. Have any final thoughts on your end? No, I mean, some exciting games to look forward to. I was pretty shocked about the Kylian Mbappe deal as well, but yeah. other than that, also United still sucks, so I'm watching the game. What's the score? Can we get a live it's update? It's 1-0 for Crystal Palace in the 75th minute. And the Hammers are leading their tie, so they're going to jump. Did you in. see the... Um, the, the um, the fans vote for um, team of the year for Man United. No. Oh, I got to send it to you. It's so funny. Wait, I got to pull it up. Well, but, so for um, speaking of that, they're not, they're not doing their ceremony this year of uh, player awards oh, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They said that we didn't, the players said we didn't have a good year. There's no need to celebrate it. 
but good the, the the youth fa cup united won that so i think they need to have a banquet and celebrate those young players because they had a hell of a year but we'll see what happens uh Aaron tag hog is supposed to be around as we always do we bring back united sorry folks um but always uh again congratulations to the winners so far in this week and two more finals coming up and we kind of hope that it's just as fun uh, i'm gonna miss next week's final but Paige is gonna live tweet it i hope um like she did mm-hmm. for this past one um but hopefully it's better than a little bit more exciting than being disappointed yeah. as we watch it. there wasn't much going on in the if you were following the tweets there wasn't a lot happening so i no. <laughs> carpenter getting injured in three goals in 20 minutes that was pretty much it <laughs> But, and oh i looked it up it was a confirmed acl yeah that's rough that's another, i kind of figured as soon as she went down that's what six to eight months of rehab oh a year yeah yeah i don't think they they say okay they say six months um now they're saying more like nine it ends up being about a year until you're like fully 100 percent. so damn it's tough that's a hard one but yep all right well folks be sure to subscribe to the podcast give us a like or leave a rating you can also follow us on twitter instagram which is at touchline th our twitters are at culver underscore page and at our fun page also don't forget to follow our network at garage door sports and check out garage door sports.com as well as jnj creations on instagram that's at that's at J-J-C-R underscore E-A-T-I-O-N. J-J Creations. All right, folks. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll, We'll see you next match day. Cheers.